Hey everybody, what is up? I am your host, Sam Schwegler, with another fantastic episode of the Schwegcast. First and foremost, I want to do one thing. Everyone, go to your iTunes app, write a review of the Schwegcast. Really helps get, you know, some eyes on the Schwegcast. And I also want to see who can write the funniest review of the Schwedcast. Uh the top one right now is my friend Josh Casey who wrote a review which is just the lyrics to a cake song. So y'all have a goal to defeat Josh Casey in a who can write a better review of the Schwedcast on the Schwedcast. So go on your podcasting app on your phone and go ahead go ahead and write a review on the show. Today on the show I got my pal Roger Yeager, singer songwriter he is doing great and phenomenal things and we talk more about that in the show but one thing that really makes him stand out from every other singer songwriter here in Nashville is he plays the sitar which is dope and so you know if you see a singer songwriter in the next couple years who plays the sitar you can say hey I listened to him on the Schwedcast before he was ever huge and whoever before he ever blew up I would say. And that's not least yet. Yeah, that's enough to get you to listen to it. So yeah, we talk about a lot of cool things and I don't want to spoil any of it for you. So you're going to have to listen to the entire episode to get that what's what of what me and Roger talk about. So yeah. And no, we did not take any Jaeger bombs, even though his last name is Jaeger. I think I never actually asked him like how he pronounced his last name. I assume it's Jaeger or Jaeger or I don't know. Get a hold of them. I don't know. Or email uh, the Schwedcast at gmail.com and uh, tell us the proper pronunciation. I don't know. Maybe you'll have to figure that out for us. So, uh, yeah, just email us, you know, write a review and all that stuff. And also, if you aren't a fan on our Facebook page, go ahead and uh, like that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Schwegler. And uh, Instagram is at Sam Schwegler, too. And you can also, what was it? Yeah, go to our website. It's Sam Schwegler Music slash the Schwedcast. Pretty simple enough. You know how to spell Schwegler. You know how to spell Schwedcast. And you know how to spell the most importantly of all of it. So, yeah, go check all that stuff out. Really cool. Go check out what I'm doing. Uh, me and Cooper, who you saw two episodes ago, we are finishing up the song we've been working on. We're getting close to it. So we're almost done with it because we're still in like the creative stages of it. And so I think we finally got done with that creative part and now it's just editing, mixing, and mastering. So it's really cool and I hope I get to play the full song for you once I get that done and so y'all get to hear the whole thing. And so pretty exciting. But yeah, let's talk about some music. So as an audio nerd, I've been thinking of the albums that I really love that really necessarily sonically are just amazing to me one album i was thinking about this a lot today thriller is one of those albums that is amazing now i'm not like a historian on it but i do know a lot about you know a lot about that making of the album the first off is that the mic the mic that is mainly used for michael's vocals is the sm7b which i find which i'm actually talking into right now which is a very big broadcasting mic i sing a lot into it that is actually my preferred mic whenever i do any vocal type sessions i say hey i want the sm7b that's the one i want and it is a phenomenal choice for his vocal because he has that really powerful mic and you actually yeah you hear it on all my recordings so if you think my vocals sound good on my recordings then you're gonna be Blown away if you've never listened to Thriller. Which, if you haven't listened to Thriller, go listen to that right now. And you can buy it on vinyl. There's like a million copies on vinyl. Like, if you collect vinyl, you should have a copy of Michael Jackson's Thriller in your collection. But, besides the vocal miking techniques of Thriller, one thing I really love is when they were mixing the album, they were, you know, listening to it on really nice studio monitors. And then they have like these little crappy monitors, Aventones. Some of you, if you're in the audio, you know this. If you're not, I'll just kind of give you a heads up. They don't sound good. That's kind of the point of these monitors. They don't sound good. And the point of them is, if you can get them to sound good on there, you can get them to sound good anywhere. And that's what they really try to get it. They wanted to have a, like a big sound, you know, you know, when they were mixing it. But then they were like, all right, let's put it on little speakers and let's see how they sound. And so, bam that's how they got the sound it and so that's why like 
any speaker you listen to that album on, you it's just a quality album. So yeah, if you haven't go checked out Thriller by Michael Jackson, do it. And uh, let's think about this. We did lose Chuck Berry this week, or the last couple, I think last week or two. And so, uh, yeah, you know, phenomenal guitar player, and, you know, you will be missed. And, uh, you know, Johnny Be Good, you know, it's the guitar riff, you always have something in your head. It's always like a riff I've been wanting to learn how to play, but I never have. So I guess now I kind of have to because to, you know, remember Chuck Berry. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to do that. Another album I really think is super good sonically, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. I don't really know why it's just everything's clear and the way it was arranged the produced and like they got everything sonically to sound great the way you know on the song dreams the drum hits I feel like are my favorite part of that song because it's just the way it's done I can't explain it but the way it's done is just marvelous I tried to replicate that fun fact when I tried to do my track Betty Jean when I did that and that was kind of my inspiration for that big drum hit was Dreams of Flute Mac, and I just love the way they did that. I love the way sonically they put everything together. And uh, if you haven't listened to that, go check that out. When I was at Blackbird, I got to listen to that album in 5.1, and oh my gosh, that thing is a beast in 5.1. If you ever get the opportunity to listen to that album in 5.1, you need to take that opportunity immediately to do that. And so if you're not listening to that album in 5.1, you definitely 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 need to all right some interesting music news i'm reading this from complex magazine pharrell is turning his life story into a musical let me just read this for you pharrell the musical is headed to the big screen according to page six the 43 year old artist recently inked a deal with fox to bring his atlantis project to fruition atlantis is reportedly inspired by pharrell's early life in virginia beach and will take cues from shakespeare's romeo and juliet Fox's studio is said to have accepted Pharrell's pitch in light of La La Land's impressive commercial and critical success. The Happy Singer will co-produce the project alongside Gil Netter, who has been nabbed Academy Award nomination for his involvement in films Life of Pi and The Blind Side. Okay, that's not bad. Tony Award-winning Broadway director Michael Mayer has been tapped to direct while Martin Hines, who is currently writing Toy Story 4, is attached to pen the script. Pharrell seems to be going full force with his movie career, in addition to writing original songs for various films, the multi-hyphenate has also produced the Oscar-nominated Hidden Figures, the 2015 coming-of-age comic drama Dope, and Roxanne Roxanne, a biopic about pioneering Juice Crew rapper Roxanne Shante. Stay tuned for more information about Atlantis becoming available. So, uh, that's exciting. So, I'm excited. Pharrell makes dope music, and I am honestly super excited to actually see this turning his life story into a musical you know i'm excited to see this pharrell i haven't heard a bad song from pharrell at least not in my mind you know people are like you can say a lot of things about him but he makes some pretty good music tell me your thoughts on this i do want to see that you know you can always talk to me on twitter at sam schwegler instagram at sam schwegler uh go to the schwegcast facebook page or you can email me the schwegcast at gmail.com and i do want to talk further about this so yeah get a hold of me i'd love to talk to you about this and let's talk about today's sponsor of the episode today's episode is sponsored to you by lyft the ride sharing app that gets you to point a to point b so easy no physical money trading hands no cards being swiped all you gotta do is order it and then it takes all your information you get it the lift yeah get in the car you get to your destination and you get back all super super easy and you know it's just a lift away if i could say so myself bro do you even lift well now you can because if you haven't signed up for lift now is your chance to do so you can and also use promo code schwedcast when you sign up for lift and you get a 50 dollars ride credit on me for you know whatever your heart desires say you want to get drunk at a concert maybe a good concert here in nashville you can use your promo code schwedcast when you sign up for your lift and you know what get a 50 dollars ride credit that is not bad if i do say so myself so use promo code schwedcast to get yourself some free rides on me and you know without further ado i want to get on with my conversation with roger yeager 
and uh, we're going to have a good talk. And so stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. And in the meantime, stay awesome. got back from texas is that am i yes. right yeah i was just in texas and then i think recently australia yes how was that <laughs> uh it was awesome i uh, i love that place have you been uh no i'm still trying to i have a friend out in austin and he's just releasing a new album he's trying to do some shows so i gotta like find a way to get out there yeah and we got to have a show and so i plan to i it's in on the list yeah I'm actually working on like a record. It's gonna be like two records away. It's I want to do. You know, Sufjan had like the two state records. Yes. Michigan, yeah. and I want to do something kind of like that, but it's like one song for each state I visit. Because one of my like life goals is okay. to visit all fifty states. How many are you at right now? Um. Well, there. So it's weird because there's like ones I've been to with my parents, which I'm not really counting because I didn't really get to experience oh. anything. It was just kind of like do what they wanted to do. It was more. You're a kid. Yeah, yeah, it was more their experience than yeah. my experience. But uh, yeah, so like I've been to Georgia, but I've never really experienced Georgia. Got and so it. it's kind of more like that. And so like I've been to Illinois, but I don't feel like I've experienced Illinois. Yeah. Where uh, like I feel like I haven't been to Chicago, but I've been to like Southern Illinois. Yeah. So it's like not really too much of the experience yet. I totally get that. I, I went to Canada when I was like 10. Mm-hmm. All I remember is like hanging out at the hotel playing, mm-hmm. playing Mario uh, yeah. in, in the video game section yeah. or something like that. <laughs> like I think when That's I was I like three or four, I went to the, we went, I went to the Grand Canyon. Like don't really remember it at yeah. all. But I'd probably appreciate it more now. But yeah, it's kind of weird because I want that experience. Yeah. But the experience, yeah. But like when you're kind of like when it's your parents' vacation that you're tagging along with, you like you don't really get too much of an experience. Like. Like there's no there's no song there. That's like the big point. Yes. Yeah. Where like driving through Southern Illinois, there's no song there. I did write Oklahoma, which I only hey. drove through Oklahoma, stayed the night there. I wrote one about there. Are you from Oklahoma? I am. I feel like yeah, that's why yeah, I thought from you were Tulsa. Tulsa. Where, where'd you okay. stay? Um, Guyman. Guyman. We were going to New Mexico for a friend's wedding. Is it along I forty there somewhere? I think so. It's like on the very left. Okay. So. Yeah, I haven't actually been out. Yeah, it's, you don't need to. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I know like a lot of people from Tulsa. My friend Josh is from Tulsa, so okay, he grew up there. Um, he's Josh. Casey. I don't know. Josh I don't, Casey. Yeah, no, I don't know if you know, know him. He's a cool dude. If you ever meet him, I don't think. I guess his wife's parents still live in Tulsa, so he okay. goes there occasionally. Cool. He lives in like outside Bloomington. No, he lives in Bloomington right now. Okay. So yeah, but you're like, yeah, the second person on the podcast is from Tulsa. All right. So, <laughs> Look at that. I know. That's weird. Um, Oklahoma's taking over. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, western Oklahoma, like the little strip, like the finger of mm-hmm. Oklahoma, there's not really that much. <laughs> <laughs> I have been there, yeah. The funniest thing, uh, my, my friend uh, <clears throat> Curtis, he, he, uh, he's in the Air Force, and he, was, uh, he went to Afghanistan, and, like, we were driving through Oklahoma, and it, like, smelled really bad. I don't know if it's just the smell of Oklahoma or no. I mean that'll be you'll you'll find that in different places. Probably you were near some some cattle farms, yeah, or something like that. And he's and he, we were just like that. He were driving. He's like, you smell that? I'm like, yeah. This is what Afghanistan smells like twenty four seven. That was like literally the best thing I ever heard. Oh man, uh, that's wild, dude. Yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah, Australia. So was that an experience? Yeah, um, I got to I got to go teach in in a school for a week on music industry, which was which was sweet. Yeah, uh, that was my first time doing something like that. So I I did a lot of prep mm-hmm. beforehand, like like was like oh well if I'm going to teach this I should probably know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I bought a, bought a whole bunch of books and, and yeah. I knew a lot of things already. But I learned some new things and um, had a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. So, when I was in school, I I. I had like an audio degree, but they made you take like one music business class. Yeah. Which like only like the audio people had to take it, like not any of the other music majors. Like we had like a, which was weird to me. That is weird. Because I feel like 
everyone has to deal with like music business except yeah. for like music ed people. Yeah. It's a very music ed school that started having other majors. But uh, yeah, I found like all the books. I found like it was like so I like to torrent books, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of okay and kind of not okay. It's not music, so it's okay. <laughs> it's not like a person's book. It's just some like selling it to schools or whatever. Like a textbook or something. Yeah, and yeah. I found like fifty of them. So I like fifty. Wow. So yeah, that's what I did in school. I was like. If I could download the book for free, like I would instead of buying, and like put it on my iPad, like it was like the best thing ever. If you could find the book, pretty smart. So yeah, when I took like a literature class, just put them all on my iPad. Got it. Yeah, it was, it was great. It's pretty crafty there, man. Yeah, no, uh, it sucked (laughs) when you couldn't find the book, and then like the book's like seventy bucks, like used. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, mom and dad were really happy when I found it. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, I don't need any textbooks this semester. I found them all online. That's good. I know. Uh, did you go to school? I went to I went to Belmont University okay, so. but for, for one year. So I did that for a year. Then I moved to India to study the sitar. Okay. Yeah, because uh, you're a sitar guy. Yeah. Then I finished an associate's degree back in Oklahoma at Tulsa Community College. Okay. Like a few years later. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I realize in music you really don't need a degree at all. That's what I that's what I realized, man. Because I for a long time I really looked at going back to school. Like maybe mm-hmm. I go back to Belmont. Maybe I, or maybe I should jump into a music business degree, mm-hmm. uh, which which was I don't know may still be an option at some point. I don't know, but mm-hmm. but I realized that nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a degree or not, if you're trying to book a show in a club, nobody's yeah. asking you which school did you graduate yeah, from. Yeah, no, they're like, here's, asking. Here's like, my resume. <laughs> are you good? Do I like you? And are you going to bring people? That's what matters. Mm, that's all. Them, yeah. You know, so. That's I love that. It's just like um, <laughs> when like I'm waiting for like the call from my school to be like, oh, can you donate money or something like that? Which I think an idea for school should be that if you can't get a job in your career field, they should give you a refund. Mm. Like I feel like that's a smart idea. I like that, but then you'd have to like prove it. How would, yeah, how would you prove it? Like, well, did you were you just terrible at the interview? Or mm-hmm. like... <laughs> yeah, true. Or it's like audio is like I want to move to Nashville, like student audio, but all the audio jobs are pretty much uh, either have to do freelance, which is hard in itself if you don't know people. Yeah, and uh, intern unpaid internships. Yeah, Ooh. dude, like yeah. Uh, have you had to do an internship here? No. Dude, you're lucky. Never do it. <laughs> Never do an in- Every time I see, like, any posting for an internship, I'm just, like, scam. Yeah. Well, I almost feel like because of what I'm doing myself, that it's a, that's like an internship in and of mm-hmm. itself. Like, I'm yeah. having to run my own business already. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially freelance. I saw an Onion article. It was just, like, man who works for himself barely scraping by <laughs> so i'm like oh that it's like explains music yeah like especially in nashville like so like perfectly yeah oh you know what i love though is like pe- people here are doing it mm-hmm. and and so, yeah a lot of us are scraping by but there's a lot of us like you can look at creative people and go oh they're actually making it doing a living mm-hmm. and like i don't know what you experienced but back in tulsa you know, I'd talk to people, tell them I'm a musician, mm-hmm. and they'd say, "Oh, that's nice. What do you do for work?" Oh, like, dude, you know? I experienced <laughs> all the time. No, it was funny because when I moved here, because you have to, I had to apply for an apartment, and so there, I was just like, "So, what do you, what do you do for a living?" Like, well, I'm a musician, and they, they didn't like think anything weird of it. I'm like, "All right." Yeah, <laughs> that was that was like the key moment I knew. I'm like. This place isn't that bad. <laughs> like they've they've seen this before. Like it's yeah, yeah because they're just like oh okay because yeah. if you did that because I'm from like the Kansas City area yeah and so if you did that there they'd just be like all right what what are you doing for an income yeah <laughs> it's like that it's like no I'm a musician and so right that was the best thing about moving here and uh, girls are a little bit easier to date here <laughs> even though I don't have any time to date but they're just like what do you do for a living I'm a musician oh okay and then they just like we'll still talk to you <laughs> yeah yeah people get it here yeah. yeah that's the that's what I love here I don't know I think L A probably does it too but here like, at least music here yeah. is pretty easy but like L A they're like oh you're an actor okay. Like here, people like assume you have a little bit of talent unless you're like from Tennessee and you say you're a musician and then you're like, oh, okay. So you're just kind of, <laughs> yeah. if you say you're from somewhere else and you moved here to do music, that means like you actually did something smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to be like a little good. Yeah. So when Definitely. did you move here? Um, It was it was four years ago, to April, 2013. 2013. Okay. Yeah. So... Okay. Wow. It wasn't as man. That was four years ago. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was a freshman in college. Okay. <laughs> Whew. 
That feels, yeah, that feels really weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> out third time Just wait, man. Yeah. Wait a few more years. And... I know. And then you're going to be here. And it's like, well, yeah. I remember back when I moved to Nashville. Yeah. Were you here when there was like a, a ton of people started moving here when you moved here? Yeah. I I was, I might have been kind of at the beginning of it. Mm, okay. Um, Probably. Because I moved here last June. And I feel like I met a lot of people who said they moved here June of 2016. Yeah. So... I don't it's know. been crazy the last few years, and, mm-hmm. it, and it continues to be. Yeah, I think it's just a really trending city. Yeah, because I feel like it's a bit like Austin, even though I've never been to Austin. But it's uh-huh. like, like an oasis in like a very weird, bad, weird state, you know. Yeah. Whereas like Tennessee is very rural and, but like, and very conservative, and then here it's very like progressive. Mm-hmm. So that's what I found. Like Nashville's kind of like number two behind Austin. Except we need to make get things a little bit more weird here, I think. <laughs> make it weirder. Like I think we need to get make Nashville weird. Make like, Nashville. You know, like weird. make Austin keep Austin weird with right. that. Yeah, I think we should continue that with Nashville. Yeah. Because Austin, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely different than the rest mm-hmm. of Texas. It feels especially different. get like country music to get a little bit more weird, because like the, they're just like making the same records over and over again. I'm just like you guys gotta switch it up a little bit. I'm like, and then like they try with like country rap kind of thing, and everyone they're just like, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a big fan of it either, but I'm like, hey, at least you're trying something new. Trying something different. Yeah, yeah. I was like, at least, I think I saw a post. Yeah, you're in the Yep group. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I saw someone's like a country female country rapper. I'm like, this is way too specific. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing, female country rapper. rapper. Who calls himself a country rapper? That's yeah. That's what I'm wanting to know. What? I mean, yeah. That's the part I'm not getting. Like, is it just like rap? It's a little bit slower with a country accent. I think maybe like country music with like a different beat behind it. Yeah. I think maybe. Huh. So how long have you been playing sitar then? Um, twelve years. Oh, eleven and a half years. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I think okay. That's when I started playing guitar. So nice. Did you play that first or before no, guitar? No. Gu- yeah, guitar. Guitar was my first. My first mm-hmm. one. I started. Started when I was thirteen in seventh grade. Picked up piano when I was seventeen. Then started sitar when I was twenty. Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. So then you're in your thirties. Yes. Man, yeah, you look 31. young. Yes. Man. Everyone. <laughs> it's awesome. Everyone looks young. I guess like everyone who just comes in here like gets like 10 years younger yeah especially me i look like i'm like a 17 all the time so people are just like <laughs> someone told me i could never be like a daddy you know oh, like that that kind of daddy don't listen to them i don't care no anymore. it's funny because um most of my life from the time i was like 13 14 mm-hmm. people always thought i was a co- at least a couple of years older mm-hmm. so it wasn't until the last like maybe two three years where people started thinking i I look younger. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that been an interesting switch. I think it's the beard. Yeah, maybe so. I feel like beards, like, just, they cover up half your face, so. Yeah. As long as it's not gray. Yeah. That's one thing I'm wondering. You're blonde, too, so you might understand this. Like, I don't, not, I'm going to be okay with having gray hair. I'm just wondering how it's going to look. Like, how it's going to come in. Because, like, when you have, like, dark brown hair, like, it comes in, it looks really nice. Like, yeah. you know, Clooney, my dad everything yeah. like that but it's like with blonde you like don't know how it's gonna work like is yeah. it gonna if it gets to like know. a nice silver it's gonna be kind of cool i don't know like do i need to bl- dye my hair when i get older no like, do i want to dye my hair when i get older i don't know i don't know i haven't had to cross that bridge yet i mean i'm starting to get like a few white ones in my, mm-hmm. in my on my chin and kind of on the corners of my head like right by my ears mm-hmm. but you know so i'm like yeah i'd rather i'd rather get gray hairs than go bald that's the that's the key right there. <laughs> well, it looks like you're good so far. Yeah, I'm, so. I should be fine looking yeah. at genetics and everything. If not, like I'm like I check every week, make sure like no bald spots coming in. Yeah, I probably like get Rogaine or something like that. Yeah. I was thinking like if I go bald, I'll go on Propecia. You know what that is? No. It basically, what it does, it keeps your hair from falling out, but your sex drive lowers a lot. Okay. And and <laughs> it, it also it? <laughs> and then it also makes you a little bit crazy. So like. That doesn't so when, sound worth it. At they all. found out Donald Trump yeah takes Propecia to like keep his hair like whatever his hair is. Is that his hair though? I don't. It never looks. It always looks like the same length. Always. He, here's what I think. I think both sides or whatever you politically believe, we should all agree that Donald Trump needs like a tailor, a proper haircut. <laughs> like we all can agree on that. Yeah. It's like even though he's embarrassing us all every day, 
like at least don't look like an embarrassment because you can control <laughs> and he's rich he, he can control what he looks like like bag like he needs a suit that fits properly first mm-hmm. maybe like stop wearing his own ties <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah proper haircut i think i think we'll be good i think that's fine yeah so write him a letter man yeah write him a letter. I don't <laughs> can he read is that of course doesn't he even can. read like the bills he signs i don't know <laughs> but uh yeah it's that what else so okay so nashville for four years now do you have any favorite spots um yeah i so because of the nature of what I do, I spend a lot of time just working from home or working from a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I love to go sit in the Jam Coffee House. I go there like three, four times a week. And mm-hmm. I'll sit for two or three hours and just do some work. Okay, I well, love that. Sounds that. good. Yeah. Uh, if I'm gonna go like meet somebody for coffee, like I'd, I'd go to Frothy Monkey mm-hmm. or Honest Coffee Roasters down in Franklin. It's pretty sweet. Okay. Too. You been in that one? No, I, I don't go down to Franklin much. Okay. It's a suburb, so it's yeah. like, eh. yeah. <laughs> that's nah, scary. Franklin's got some cool spots. It's like Cool Springs has like no coffee shops I could find, like except for I like There's Googled it. Starbucks. Yeah, it's like Cool Springs. Is like, what is wrong with this area? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, the closest would be would be Honest. Okay, yeah, I'll, so I, I'll like, need to go check out Honest. Yeah, I might go there. I could go there Sunday, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I'll decide. Figure that's out what nice. I'm gonna do. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what. Uh, What's going on? Yeah. Coffee. I go to Crema a lot. Ooh, someone texts. Oh, yeah. That's nothing. I like Crema. Yeah. Um, the only problem is they don't have outlets on the walls, so you got to go fully charged or mm. go home. That's how they force you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, how do they not? Like, the, it's not like they have, like, one in a random spot, you know, like, yeah, someone has to, like, reserve. You get, like, for themselves. There's just, like, none, like, on the wall. Yeah. Well, that's saying that, so, have you ever been to Fido? No. Okay, so Fido. Fido's pretty popular. It's on 21st Street, right in Hillsborough Village, right okay. there. Uh, it's a great spot. There's lots of lots of room. But the thing that irritates me is they will actually shut off their Wi-Fi during lunch hours oh. so that they can try and, and get more people in and out. Okay. And so, so I get, like, <laughs> uh, so sometimes, sometimes my... Sometimes my I, people want to meet there for coffee or to do work or something, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like, eh, can we go somewhere else where I can guarantee we're going to have Wi-Fi? Like, <laughs> so it, it irritates me a little bit. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it would be decent to, like, if you just want to talk. Yeah, if you just want to talk, like, sure. I'm like, great. Now you have to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I try yeah. To, I'm try i trying to get off my phone a little bit more. Oh, that's good. It's like I del- deleted... Yeah, pretty much every app. The only like luxury apps I have is my email, and my Facebook Messenger. Okay. And uh, I think Lyft. Lyft. That's Shows necessary. Shows brought to you by Lyft, so yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, that's about oh my Apple TV app. So okay. Yeah. So yeah, the luxury go. app. So we'll see yeah. where it goes. I'm just taking a break from it for a while. Cool. So you're trying to trying to stay in real life yeah it's like i like staying like i like having social media but like the idea that i need it everywhere i go it's kind of weird yeah i'm kind of i don't know it's like used to be so much simpler you know like dating used to be easier yeah and it's like i feel like social media didn't like the only like social media didn't change that it was like the smartphone changed that Mm -hmm. and i think because i've been listening to a lot of ed sheeran interviews and so like he like completely got off his phone like 100 percent like really? he's like he basically has like a flip phone he charges up when he needs to call someone and that's yeah. it and so it's like i want to do that but also ed sheeran like is successful enough that he has someone who has a phone that like gets all his messages and stuff like that yeah like he i can, don't have he that. can outsource a little mm-hmm. bit yeah so i'm like i have to keep like at least my communication lines open yeah like facebook messenger like that's not so it's not a problem yeah um Actually, yeah, I kind of like it. So it's basically just a phone. Oh, and I have my music on it, too. Oh, yeah. So oh, you got to have that. So, yeah. So pretty much my phone's just like an iPod and a phone. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. And, social, and like, Twitter's gotten a lot sadder since uh, Trump came in office. How like, do you figure? Old... <laughs> How do you mean? Like, people just post, like, stat statistics and, like, trying to be, uh, like, like, just commenting on everything he does like i'm like okay when is when are people gonna be funny again yeah on twitter let's write about something other than yeah and it's like and you hear like a lot of people are just like yeah i'm kind of getting off 
Twitter. So I think I might eventually go to back to like I can post things on my phone but not see anything. Mm. I don't know. What do you think on that? You know, uh, Twitter. I don't like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Be totally honest. Yeah. But I I use it because it's it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. So I like. I've had Twitter for years, but I didn't even have it on my phone because I didn't care to look at it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't really care to see. Like, I, I enjoyed Facebook way more than I did Twitter. Um, but, so I, I use it now, and I use some apps to, like, like f- follow other people mm-hmm. and uh, get a lot of followers back. And then I will I will even use apps to schedule tweets because that's mm-hmm. how much I don't care about Twitter. I yeah. will schedule <laughs> tweets out because I'm like, oh, yeah, I am supposed to be posting, but I don't like to look at it. So mm-hmm. let me just schedule a tweet so I don't have to look at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like so great. It's like you kind of just want to post and then not look at it. But I don't mind it when I'm like home yeah, looking at social media. Like I think I keep everything on my iPad. And so mm-hmm. like sitting in the living room, yeah, I just look at it. But, yeah, yeah, when I'm out in public, I don't like to be on my phone when I'm like trying to like talk to someone. Yeah. Trying to be in the moment. Yeah, that's good. In the moment, yeah. Good for you. I One thing I don't get. When, like, I see, I've been seeing a lot of bands, like, they go to their shows, and then they Facebook live stream their shows. I'm like, don't do that, then no one's going to buy tickets to your show. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's 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 kind of been, I've been experimenting with it. So mm-hmm. the, the stream of shows I just did in Texas, um, I think we, we Facebook lived it twice. Mm-hmm. And some of it, like, just for me, it's been an experiment. Okay, what happens when you do this? Do mm-hmm. people interact? Do people, people care? People watch, yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I like to do those like Facebook Live, uh, like home concerts or whatever. You know, you done some of those. I did. Yeah, I did one. I should have promoted it, or didn't just do it on a whim. But yeah, they yeah. can be pretty cool. Um, yeah. See, especially if you like the artist. Right. <laughs> well, I learned a trick, um, and I and I've got to do some more experimenting with it. But I, so somebody somebody showed me this girl who does Facebook Live concerts, and mm-hmm. I don't think she's really super well known. Mm-hmm. But she has enough followers on Facebook and that they've come to expect her concerts like once a week or something. And yeah. she'll actually set up like a, a PayPal button mm-hmm. as a tip jar. Okay. And she'll take requests and like, I, I think she made like 70 grand last year from doing Facebook Live concerts. Man. Isn't that crazy? That is amazing. So I started trying that. And I've, I've made a total of like $20 maybe. And that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's something. It's like this $20 I wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that, yeah, I mean. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Yeah. I don't care what she looks like. <laughs> twenty dollars. But yeah, I might try that. That's really cool. A PayPal link. Uh, yeah. Man, uh, was it? Yeah, you don't even. People don't even need checks anymore. Mm-hmm. It like, I had someone just like, oh, make sure you get like your client's check or whatever. I'm like, well, first off, it's 2017. People use Venmo mm-hmm. and PayPal now. So yeah. I use Venmo because they don't have like a fee. Yes. When they do it, so that's why I'm like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I have PayPal, but pay me in. Venmo, yeah. uh, but I think I have one of those PayPal card swipes. Okay. Even though I don't even have like a physical of my album, so yeah, I think I have physicals on my mixtape, but they're just like burnt CDs. Gotcha. I wanted to be like thug, so I just like hand out like mixtapes to people. Oh. It's like joking around. Oh. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You actually have physical CDs. What's that like? Um. <laughs> just like, what's, what's it like? What's a real CD like? <laughs> well, it's round. Mm-hmm. You can put it in this little player and it plays it <laughs> it's cool um no man it, it's well it's funny because because we're, we're still kind of in between because there are still people out there that have that don't care to download music mm-hmm. so especially like some older older some of the older generation they'll yeah. still buy mm-hmm. cds um so i'll still sell some not a whole lot but what I, what i did find is that especially with this last record like i i started working with a company that got me some college radio play mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So I, we actually, radio stations still take physical copies. Like, yeah. That's what they want. So you have to have it at least for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not at a point where you can just get rid of CDs altogether, mm-hmm. at least from what I'm experiencing. Yeah. But uh, I had this... Who knows, though? Because I'm really into the mindset that, like, we need to make music, like, worth to be physical again yeah so like that's why record sales are going like vinyl Vinyl, are going up so i was thinking just like always thinking of like ideas for that like what can we do and i'm like thinking of like a cassette maybe bring cassettes back 
Those are cool. So I, uh, um, a friend of mine just released their new demo or EP with some cassettes. Okay. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't really get it because I'm like the, the, the quality doesn't stay good. Mm. I think it's the physicalness of it. That's what, because you kind of want something like, like show people. It's like you don't really show people CDs. Like, yeah, I got this CD. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people, like, they just, like, what they, most people did, like, when CDs, like, when, like, the iPod kind of came out, they get a CD, put it on your computer, <laughs> and then yeah. put it on your iPod. Yeah. And so now then, like, you can download it straight from iTunes, then you have to have, like, the physical CD, and then now people just stream. <laughs> right. But uh, I've heard good stats on it. More people are, like, paying for streaming services. So yeah. hopefully that's good. Then they're, like, hopefully, I just think streaming services need to pay more. That's yeah. why I think the solution is. Yeah. I agree. And then, like, stop doing, like, free streaming and then just, like, subscription streaming. And then mm-hmm. that's my theory on it. But I don't know. You've taught me these, like, business classes. What do you think? Uh, man, it's it's so... Yeah, it's messy. Um, because of the streaming accessibility, like, definitely that's caused sales. Mm-hmm. Both, I mean, physical sales were already going down, but now, like iTunes sales, those kind of things are also yeah. going down because of Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it finds us in a funny yeah. spot because it's like for us to make money now, really, we're making it either through licensing mm-hmm. or touring, so yeah. like selling tickets or selling mm-hmm. merchandise, all that, all that kind of stuff. So that's that's kind of where it is for the musician, which could be great in some ways, yeah. and then, but it also. You know, makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, Tegan and Sarah when they were in town. Like yeah. their merch stuff was like thirty bucks for a T-shirt. I'm like, yeah. I know this shirt took like five dollars to make. Yeah, it's like merch sales are going up. And like, yeah, merch. I mean, merch has always been like a right selling point. But yeah, that's getting it's getting pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, touring is a lot. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of positive about it since the record labels are going away. <laughs> slowly but so i feel like it's a good sign i feel yeah. like it's going in a different direction yeah i don't think it's like people are mad about it it's not bad change it's a good change it's just gonna be different for a while so yeah. we're in that in between yeah area where it is where i think it's going in a good place yeah at the end of the day i think one thing that's good too is like home studios are getting more prevalent right. and like you see people like recording at home a lot more right so i feel like that's a good sign because like Studios cost so much money, and like, mm-hmm. even if you don't have to book studio time, especially if you're just doing like vocal overdubs, like you don't need anything. Yeah, just like a dead room and yeah, maybe a closet. Yeah. So yeah, I think my overdub booth, yeah, it's just closet. Is it's, your closet there? Oh uh, no, it's across the hall. Oh. It's like the coat closet. Oh nice. I like set it up, put some blankets. I buy all my clothes are in there too, so that like, really deadens it. That's so awesome. That's like the key, like the key to a vocal. Or over to a booth. Yeah, I put my guitar amp in there, roll it in. Yeah, it works great. This piece of junk. <laughs> Dude, I have that same amp. Dude, do you like way. it? I don't know. <laughs> I like the tone it gets. I think with my effects pedal, like together, I think it, I get a good sound out of it. Yeah. I do want to get like a Vox. Yeah. Amp. I think I can't sweet. remember what they're called, which exact model, but. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't know. It's just like I'm more. I'm not more just like get all i can i just like i want something with a specific sound mm-hmm. so like yeah my guitar's here um the jaguar like it sounds like a hollow body okay and so like it kind of it's a good like rhythm guitar and it get a good like bluesy sound and then this one my franken parts caster i just put a telly neck on it <laughs> okay and then when i was in high school i put uh humbuckers in yeah and so it's like it's a good like rock guitar. Cool. And, like, it can do leads and stuff like that. So it's a little like I can do a little bit heavier stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I always like look for like specific sounds out of it, not like the like what kind it is, what brand. Like so it's like like the next one's like a single coil telly. Okay. So because I need like a single coil sound, you know. Yeah. And then like a really nice American Strat. Awesome. Like just like not change anything with it. Like leave it completely how it is mm-hmm. so yeah stop like building things on guitars but yeah i used to have an american strat he was beautiful oh yeah yeah it's like because i think the jaguar is uh that's mexico like mexican like guitars are, aren't bad to you either yeah like my theory is if well at least on the fender side like if you're not going to go american go mexico that way it's yeah. in the same continent 
<laughs> it's close at least. It's like you just gotta be in the same continent. All right, so we're gonna take a break and we're gonna listen to one of your songs. And uh, amazing, amazing. And then when we come back, we'll talk about your music a little bit more. Cool. So don't touch that dial. All right. Okay, so I recently watched, you got made a new music video. Yes. Elevator. Elevator. Talk about that a little bit. Like, that seemed like a very high budget Whew. video. Yeah. Um, well, so I made that video actually with the same guy that produced my record. Okay. Um, so he's, he's a talented man. His name's Ryan Poole. Um, he lives in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, he's from there, but he was he was in Nashville for like three years, and that's how we knew each other. It was just okay. from in town here. But uh, we filmed it. We filmed part of it here in Tennessee, so we did like the the nighttime shots mm-hmm. on the where the cityscape is. That's downtown mm-hmm. Nashville, and then we we filmed the part where I jumped off the waterfall mm-hmm. out uh, out in more eastern Tennessee. Okay, and then uh, then I flew over to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And we we filmed a lot like the second half of the video in California, okay. basically, just in different spots. I know because it was yeah, I saw it was like very like this all can't be Tennessee, and then oh, no. this all can't be California. Yeah, it was that weird mix. But I think yeah, it all came together. It looked like it could be all a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it had like we had so much footage. Um, there's there's. There's a whole mm-hmm. area that we filmed in that didn't even make it into the video. Yeah, which was which was a little disappointing, but you know we could we could have made we could have spent ten minutes mm-hmm. on like, but we had to we had to narrow it down to like four. So yeah, <laughs> made a just make an extended cut like a fourteen minute. It's like a short film, but uh, so is that your first music video you've done? 
That was um my fourth. Fourth, okay. Yeah. I've only done one music video of a like back before I rebooted my own music. Okay. And uh it was a long day and it was like really kinda just like agonizing. I'm like, I don't want to be in this video. Now I'm like yeah. now if I ever do a music next music video I do that's like a legit music video, I'm like, I don't wanna be in this that much. Really? <laughs> so yeah, so you've been like you kinda the main star in all of them? Yeah, well my first one was like just super like a, a friend in India made it, and it's mm-hmm. just it's just shots of me playing sitar and guitar and djembe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really any story to it. Okay. Second video we did, I did a I did a song with a girl named Lydia Laird, um, that was a duet. Okay. And so that one was also pretty simple. Like it was just shots of the two of us kind of singing, and the the song was called "How Will I Know," and it's it's about two people asking the question like, mm-hmm. "Well, how how will I know when I'm when I meet that someone I'm supposed to be with or or whatever?" So it was yeah. just kind of shots of us like facing different directions the whole time, like mm-hmm. singing. Um, third video was was also I also made with Ryan Poole. Okay. Um, and that was that had a story and that was thought through. We we filmed it during a snowstorm. Okay, that's Nashville, really cool. Then yeah. which was pretty sweet. And Timing then, uh, was probably key. Yeah, well, we didn't plan it that way. Okay. Like, we had the location picked out and the day set, and we woke up that morning to six inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> and we're like, let's do it. <laughs> uh, can you can you get out? Can you drive on us? Yeah, can you? Six yeah, inches in I, Nashville? I think so. Yeah, man. Okay, wow. Six inches. <laughs> What's well, funny, because I'm from you know, Midwest, and so like, yeah. like six inches, I'm like, that seems like normal. Right, we well, still have school when it's six inches. For Nashville, that's a big deal. Like, no, like nobody left their house other except for the two of us. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. I mean, like, yeah, I'm not too worried about driving in snow. I'm just like, all right, ready for it. You got it. Remember yeah. one time I, was, I think it was before like a big snowfall or something like that, or what? This year, like the biggest one or whatever. And I went to it was like Trader Joe's. And I'm like, why is there no bread here? <laughs> like, <laughs> like wondering what's going on. And then like you know, I get ready to check out, and then the cashier's just like, oh, are you gearing up for the snowstorm? I'm like, oh, there's a snowstorm. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm from like Kansas City, so that's not really a big deal for me. It's like she's like, oh, I am too. I'm like, so then we both agreed that people are pe- ridiculous. People are ridiculous. <laughs> I guess Oklahoma, you still get a decent amount of snow. I guess. Yeah, I mean. Northern Oklahoma, sort of. Tulsa is not much more snow than Nashville. Okay. Maybe, like it'll it'll snow like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. And people people kind of freak out there. Yeah. But I think I do think people freak out more in the south here. Yeah. That's what it seems like. It's just yeah. It's like Midwest. So it's like my school was like they would never like cancel school. It would be like really, really? rare. Like and then when I was in college, they probably canceled school a little bit more because one time uh two people like got into a wreck and passed away mm. like trying to because they commuted from commuted there and so like they're just like because there's a big commuting yeah. population so they're just like if they cancel school like it's pretty simple <laughs> yeah so uh got it but yeah so then the fourth one was elevator yes so, elevator and so yeah i really liked it it was really sure. good like looked really uh hq high quality yeah as the kids say yeah. These days. Like, that, that's what kids say now? Like HQ. Really HQ. <laughs> so HQ, bro. <laughs> what was it? Um, but yeah, and so, um, and that was off your recent album? Yeah. If I'm right? Yep. Yeah, so, my album, Start Over. Start Over. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that. What was that album about? Did you have a concept in mind? or? Yeah. Um, concept kind of was... Well, so so here's what happened. I, um, I wrote a song called Start Over mm-hmm. that, that was sort of inspired by a breakup that happened. And the, the song came from a place of like looking looking backwards and going, mm-hmm. like, you know what? I wish I could go back in time. I wish I could do that. And knowing what I know now, I would mm-hmm. change the past and I would get a different outcome. Yeah. And so that the song was kind of about that and really coming to a place where you realize, oh, actually, I don't get to start over mm-hmm. in that way. But I do get to start over right now okay um and so that that kind of became the the title track for the album okay and the idea of it generally is like moving back to nashville for me because i Mm. I spent my first year in college here Mm -hmm. moving back to nashville was sort of like starting over it was sort of like it was sort of like a second chance at at this whole music thing and Mm -hmm. so that was i don't know it was sort of just like a a a commemoration of Mm -hmm let's let's honor this season of starting over and this this new beginning and mm-hmm. so a lot of the songs were sort of geared with that idea like we're starting over 
Okay. Yeah. It's really cool. And I'm assuming so the rest of the songs. Elevators on that too. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I really like that concept. That concept's really cool. Um So you have Elevator. Any other hit songs people like? Hit songs. There's a song <laughs> called Just Wanna Meet You. That mm. is essentially exactly what it sounds like. Like you're you're waiting you're waiting to meet that special someone. Mm-hmm. So. I always feel like yeah, the ones you think are the hits are not the ones that are hits. Well, it's funny because yeah, when I when I wrote that song, mm-hmm. it was it was like I just was in this place of like, well, I'm gonna write a dumb John Mayer pop tune, <laughs> and like I'll probably never actually play this, and mm-hmm. then. Uh, you know, we we put it into the production phase and started recording mm-hmm. it, and it 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 came out a little different than I thought it would, and and uh, people love it, especially mm-hmm. girls. Girls, yeah, really love it. So it's funny. Like I never thought I'd write love songs, but then I did. And I'm kind of. <laughs> it's hard for me to write love songs now. I guess I don't know. I feel like too Is cheesy. It? Feels like too cheesy. It feels when like you write cheese. It. Yeah. If, especially if you're not like. With someone, even when you're with someone, yeah, it kind of feels yeah. cheesy. It's like, <laughs> like you're not gonna like this song. I don't really care, <laughs> <laughs> well, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I was always anti love songs, and then, mm-hmm. uh, and then now I've written, now I've written several. I'm like pro breakup songs. Pro breakup. So I just songs. like that's why I'm, I don't know, or like, it's how we fell apart or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Those are the songs I write. Got it. People come to me. Uh, I have a guy I'm co-writing with, and he comes to me he's like happily married and so he's just like it's like all right what do you want to write today and he's like or he has like his book of ideas he's like let's write about how like you and a girl broke up and like how you can't ever get back together again i'm like okay let's do it i'm just like <laughs> guess i gotta do it from my first-hand experience because i was trying because i was like when i come around it's like i want it to be their song and i'm just like all right and uh, i'm like let's write from your experiences like what you want to write about yeah. <laughs> and so i'm just like this isn't your experience, but all right, well, let's write. <laughs> That's funny. Interesting. Well, maybe he just he needs something different. He's just been writing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's all good. All I mean, love songs. I mean, like, hey, it's good. Like, I, I write better uh, sad songs than love songs. So, like, <laughs> yeah, let's write some let's, let's write some sad music. There you go. Do you listen to uh, Julian Baker at all? No. Okay, she she actually she's from Memphis. I think she actually lives in Murfreesboro right now. Okay. And uh, she's she's assigned to like a small label, but uh, all her songs are like really sad slow songs and like she didn't think people would like it mm-hmm. and like she just did it for recorded it for herself and then like people like really loved it she's like all right <laughs> so interesting to me mm-hmm. did, okay so let me ask you this did you did you listen to adele's last album oh yeah i have it on vinyl really i pre-ordered it. yeah Man, so i i i downloaded it mm-hmm. uh without without only hearing hello like i don't usually do that yeah but, like for adele i was like i'll yeah. do that for adele i uh i couldn't like I listened to it once. I don't think I'll ever listen to it again. Really? Yeah. Wow, you didn't because all the songs are slow, sad, depressing. Mm-hmm. Like I, just, I don't know. I just couldn't do it myself. I don't know if you're into that kind of music. Then you're like, yeah, you're... yeah. But uh, yeah, I pre, I like, yeah, I pre-ordered the vinyl. Yeah. When I, yeah, when I drink, I uh, buy a lot of dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> this is, well, that's what a happened. lot of times it's things I do want. It's just like I don't have. I'm like I'm not gonna spend the money. Yeah. One thing. Um, kinda, yes. Yes, I will. One thing is because I'm trying to do acoustic treatment, so I found like this, this oh, another text. Uh, I tried to do like acoustic treatment for the window, that okay. window, because like windows are so hard. And I saw like this, yeah. like it's like an acoustic blanket with yeah. like hooks in it, so you can hook it up. And so I was like, this is perfect. It's like oh, I can invest in it eventually. And then when I was drinking, I was just like, oh, all right, let me, I'm gonna go buy it. And then what I didn't realize it was like twenty dollars for shipping. I'm like. When like the blanket Oof. itself was thirty dollars, I'm just like woke up the next morning. I'm like, I need to cancel that. <laughs> just like I had to email him back, like, hey, can I cancel this? <laughs> That's a lot for sure. Drunk decisions I make Man. all the time. Man, gotta check my taxi, make sure no one's dying. Nope, not okay. dying. All right, no, good. No deaths. We're good. That's good. We're okay. good. Awesome. I feel like if I get a text, I have to check, look at it at least. Well, yeah, because you're like, what is it? What could it be? Mm-hmm. Make sure my parents aren't dead. I have to like make an eight-hour drive or whatever. <laughs> Of course, yeah. That, Somebody like, will tell your parents are dead. Just in like a text. text me, just like, "Hey, your mom's dead." <laughs> just like, come home. It's not really a texting moment. What? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> kind of a phone call. Yeah, it's definitely a phone call. <laughs> a phone call. Okay, so let's talk about. Okay, so you lived in India for a couple of years. Let's yeah. Elaborate on that a little more. What like pushed you to move to India? Um, just 
like sitar was was a lot of it. Got uh, you know Jeff Buckley. Who's yeah, yeah. So his Grace album has a couple tracks, mm-hmm. maybe just one. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, with sitar in it. And I remember like flipping through my CD booklet because I listened to CDs back then. Back in the day, um, and seeing that oh, there's sitar here, uh, and I don't. I'd seen it somewhere else. I don't really know, but. Um, was kind of intrigued by that, mm-hmm. and then as a as a guitar performance major, yeah. at Belmont University, um, you know, I'm studying jazz and mm-hmm. and classical guitar and just going through all these, and, and I I loved a lot of that, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I was bored with a lot of it. Like, oh man, so sitar kind of drew me in. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was like. Because I know that's what what I see is that like because you kind of have to especially as a singer songwriter you kind of have to stand out a little bit mm-hmm. have to find something that makes you stand out. I just bought like a really eighties windbreaker. Like you, yes. I just see you on stage like when I see like pictures and stuff. It's just like you with a sitar. Yeah, which that probably what makes you stand out here from like everyone else. Yeah, yeah, it's like definitely. definitely. And so, how long did you live in India? I lived there for a year. Okay, and then. Uh, got really sick at the end of that time. Kind mm-hmm. of had to go home. Stayed in yeah. stayed in Oklahoma for like six years. Okay. And then uh, it's really bad sickness. It's pretty <laughs> bad. Pretty bad. Um, but now I I guess go back like once or twice a year to okay. India and and teach songwriting in some schools. That's awesome. And yeah. Play sitar with some of my friends. So, mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So I yeah. still go to India. Yeah. So is that kind of like your gap year? I guess. Yeah, you could say that. Because I feel like. Only like rich kids have gap years here. So I feel like I wish I had could could take a gap year mm-hmm. right now, but I kind of gotta focus on career right now. Yeah. So it's like I think if I like get really successful, I think I'm gonna be like, all right, gap year. <laughs> yeah. If I could like live off, yeah, that's what my general plan is. Yeah. For life, but yeah, gap years. I feel like everyone needs a gap year, just yeah. like a year of not working. While they're still young. Well, yeah, I think it's a great idea because I, I mean, I knew, I knew like most of the people I went to high school with went straight into college, mm-hmm. um, straight out of college, went and got a job. Like, but they they never really like experienced real life mm-hmm. outside of all that. Yeah, and not that a gap year will always be real life, but it'll mm-hmm. at, least, at least be like something different yeah see something that get to know the world a little bit mm-hmm. you know? like, especially after you graduate people give you a ton of money mm-hmm. like that's like a good time to do it i feel yeah. like there's like people like some people criticize i'm like no people we all need gap years yeah especially like yeah because like you need a year in your life where like you're not focused on a job you're just kind of living life and trying to live from that yeah i yeah. see successful musicians do it all the time <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I think, yeah, that's my goal in life, to get a gap year. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great, because you, you can gain a lot of perspective mm-hmm. in that. And I think I think having that time in India definitely shaped shaped a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. If I could go, if I could go back, I, I probably would... would uh, kind of have a more concrete plan in place and, yeah and you know make sure make sure that i finished school and all mm-hmm. that and I, but i didn't do that but, you basically just went on a whim yeah kind, I mean, of. kind of but i <laughs> i like i really wanted to and i had been mm-hmm. dreaming about it for months and yeah then finally the doors opened to do that and I just mm-hmm. so i went for it yeah but um you know it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah totally i think india sounds cool i'd love to just like travel the world a little bit yeah eat at every mcdonald's no oh no man <laughs> see i'm like weird because i want to like travel but i'm also kind of a picky eater too okay so it's like i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life well you might I with mean, america like you're fine like you're gonna find something you like everywhere yeah and then like when you travel a country it's like i don't want to eat mcdonald's for every meal but also at the same time i want to try something local but i also want to be able to like it too yeah well, that's the thing about mcdonald's is they'll they will they don't have the same menu. Everywhere. Yeah. And in India, you'll be eating veggie burgers and... Yeah, because And uh, you, they may still have a, a fish burger. I don't know. They used okay. to have one when I was when I was in India. Okay. So I guess, yeah. Yeah, because they're uh, very strict on... It's just it's just beef, right? Or is it like all Yeah. 
Um, they're very strict on on beef. Um, I know that because the cows. The... Yeah, so you can if if you in certain Muslim and Christian communities you mm-hmm. can find it. Um, yeah. it. Has to be. They actually outlawed it a few yeah, years think, ago. Yeah, because I think that's the Hinduism is the only religion there, right? Yeah. Well, or, Hindus. I think. I forget the percentage, maybe like 80%. Okay, yeah. And Islam is like 13%, Christianity is like 3%, mm-hmm. and then you can you can fill in the rest with like Sikhism and Jainism. Jedi. And, and Buddhism and, <laughs> and Jedis, and the Siths are there too, you know? So, <laughs> like yeah. the best <laughs> make up some religion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, India sounds like cool. I'd love to go visit. Is it Was it like super crowded? Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just all the time? Yeah, <laughs> that's what like yeah, that's what I'm mostly have heard about India uh-huh. so far. But, but I'd still go there. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is like you spend enough time there, you you kind of get used to it. Mm-hmm. I remember coming home to mm-hmm. Oklahoma, and like my parents picked me up at the airport, and we started driving home, and I and I looked around at all the wide open space, and I felt sad. And I was <laughs> like, where are all the people? <laughs> yeah, that's where I feel like when I'm not like. When I'm like too far, like when I'm in, I went up drove through like Western Kansas, mm. like you feel like just like I need to be in a city there's, right now. Yeah, where there's like nothing. you don't mind bringing like nothing for a little bit, but like yeah. like hours and hours, hours on it, like it's like just just like yellow grass everywhere. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much Kansas. Oh yep. my gosh, Kansas. Okay, we we're nearing the end, but not too far away from the end. What uh, do you have any good drinking stories? Or are you like actually a good human being who doesn't drink a lot? Good. I mean, I drink. I don't. I don't usually drink to a crazy point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first time where I knew, like, oh, this was too much. <laughs> <clears throat> I was with a buddy in Tulsa, and we we were scouting out venues to play in. So we, yeah. we were just running around in different bars, mm-hmm. and I like you know. So we're, we'd, we'd stop and we'd have a beer one place like mm-hmm. just to chat chat with the bar manager, see, mm-hmm. what, it's, see what it's like there. And then, yeah. And so as we were doing that, we stopped in one place. Um, and there was a guy, there was a guy, like a rich guy, just hanging out in the bar and mm-hmm. said, hey, he started talking to us about, <laughs> he started talking to us about tequila and asked yeah. us if we knew the difference between like a good tequila and, and not so good tequila. And we, we didn't know. We're like, no. <laughs> so he, he bought us three different <laughs> shots. And so that... That uh, that was the first time. Like, I, uh, I don't think I've ever been that far since then, but I had to have somebody drive me home because tequila was a scary one. Yeah, yeah, that was intense. Mm-hmm. Tequila, but... very intense. If you're part Irish like me, whiskey's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other people, whiskey's not okay. <laughs> but uh, it's that. <laughs> Is that so that's the best one? Yeah, I mean, I don't Jeez. really have crazy stories that, that that was that was kind of my first like oh okay that's too much for me to drink i should not do that again <laughs> back in uh missouri and kansas i'd like to go to we do karaoke because yeah. i like cause i like to be better than everyone else at something for uh, once in my life and it's karaoke huh? yeah that's nice. karaoke and then i'm like i always get along with everyone but i always find like the weirdest looking dude like maybe a guy like bald and uh like a little overweight and like wearing like sweatpants or whatever okay. and i'm just like see that guy over there like he is the record he is a scouting agent from Sony Records, and he's looking for someone to sign tonight at this bar in this small town. <laughs> at this karaoke situation. Whoa. A&R from Sony or something like that. That's crazy. It's like, yeah, and it's like not anyone who actually looks like they'd be an A&R rep. It's like literally just some like guy, really trashy guy at a bar <laughs> on like, I don't know, a Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> So you just you try to perform really great for for that guy. Yeah, that's, is the, that the, that's idea? the joke. So we gotta like <laughs> okay, get okay. us pumped up to. Like, this to is it. Overdo this is it. my one chance. <laughs> we got we got one chance and one chance. <laughs> oh, that's that's perfect. It's awesome. Oh man, yeah. But drinking, yeah, drinking's a theme on this podcast for some reason. Okay. So yeah, I haven't told one of my drinking stories, so it's like a good story. It's a good podcast so far. Yeah. <laughs> when I, a drinking story of mine doesn't come up. Got it. It's like when I have friends come on. Yeah, it it happens. It happens. Got it. it. Happens a lot. I think. All right. Uh, yeah, we're nearing the end of the show. Sweet. You got any last words? 
Last words. Anything to check out? Tour dates? Um, check out my new music video, new Elevator. Music Elevator. It's, uh, it's only been out for about four weeks at this time. Okay. I'll link and it in the description. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. I mean, I've got a couple of shows in Georgia. I'm working on booking some shows in the UK and nice. California very soon. So look for those if you're in those areas. All right, all right, and, all right. And uh, do something fun this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for showing coming by. Thanks, Sam. And uh, if you need, check out more of the podcast stuff, samshrugglemusic.com slash theshwedcast. And like always, remember to stay awesome.